I've only got five minutes to tell you about this game. Dragon Quest IX, for being a flagship Dragon Quest game, kind of weird uh, in many ways. It came out in 2009, after, of course, Dragon Quest VIII, which was pretty revolutionary for the series. It was the first one I think you could unequivocally say had great graphics, awesome 3D cel-shaded stuff. But Dragon Quest IX came out on the Nintendo DS and was obviously a big graphical downgrade. Uh, part of this was because just how popular mobile gaming was, especially in Japan. People were really into having their DS and apparently it had some really great online features and I never really tried because they were dependent on having a lot of people around you who played Dragon Quest IX, which really isn't a thing. It wasn't a thing at any point in the US. Uh, but apart from that, uh, a really cool game. I've heard it called the uh, uh, Monster Hunter of Dragon Quest. I haven't played Monster Hunter, but I can kind of believe it has a lot of... Uh, quest-based, non-linear stuff, uh, a lot of extra things you can do. It actually has a really deep after-game. Uh, I, I thought an interesting thing about the after-game, maybe this is spoiling a bit, but you don't get the flying thing, the airship, so to speak, until the after-game. Uh, and there's these giant um, randomized dungeons with uh, bosses from previous Dragon Quest games, kind of as the, as the, the final part of those dungeons. Um, so some pretty cool stuff you can you can do that that went all extra things a lot a lot beyond uh, other Dragon Quest games. Uh, things that I really like about it. So it has a story where you're a fallen angel and you have to collect uh, this this amorphous substance called beneva benevolence benevolence it's benevolence but essence I can't say it uh, but it's uh, stuff that you get as an angel when you get people to do good things. <laughs> so uh, it's something you have to collect in order to prove that you are an angel after all and so you can get back to the angel place which is below this place called the realm of the almighty. There's like a hierarchy here. Uh, so it's pretty. It's actually pretty light on story. There's only your, your character who is a silent protagonist is the only like set character and the other characters in your party are recruited or created from um, Patty's party planning place, which is a throwback to Dragon Quest III. Uh, fun fact, in uh, last year when I was in Japan, uh, my brother got to visit uh, Luida's place, and Patty in Japan is Luida, and they have a bar uh, with, uh, you know, an appetizer, tapas bar kind of thing uh, in Japan uh, that's all Dragon Quest theme, and it, it looks like par Patty's party planning place. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, but you, you create uh, characters of various classes and you can swap them in and out. And apparently part of the multiplayer element was that you could actually swap them with other real players of the game uh, online. But it has this class system. Uh, you have six classes at the start. You can unlock up to 12 through completing various quests, which actually were kind of challenging or hard to find. So I often refer to Google to find out how to do those. Uh, but what's fun about it is... You can switch classes at any time. Uh, you have to visit a place to do it. You can't just do it in the middle of the game. But uh, when you each class has its own level, its own set of experience points. So you can imagine when you get you know into the middle of the game, anytime you switch classes, if you've never used that class before, you go back to level one, and then that first battle, presuming you don't die, you immediately go up like ten levels because you're facing much harder monsters. Uh, and when you go up every few levels, you get skill points, much like you did in Dragon Quest VIII, uh, 
and but you don't have to allocate those skill points um, to that class so you can actually use these to buy skills in other classes and the skills you buy for your classes actually aren't related to the skills that you just get automatically as part of that class so if you're like a cleric you might have a bunch of healing spells that are just something you get as you level up along the way as a cleric but when you switch to a different class you don't have those spells anymore but you have these skill points and you have the things that you bought from the list of, of the cleric's uh, skills which maybe is something that regenerates magic points or maybe it's a stat bonus and you have that you have anything you buy with skill points persists regardless of whatever class you have so one of my favorite things to do i i made sure everybody well, what i would do is i would pick a few classes that I wasn't planning on doing much with and I would just get those guys to level 20 as fast as I could on that class load up a bunch of skill points and then go to the paladin and buy most of the upgrades which includes some huge stat bonuses like a big one to defense like a plus 80 hit points which could be like a quarter of your hit points or more uh, and it was really the first and probably only Dragon Quest game where I really geeked out on like party builds and stats and things like that uh, so it was a fun, uh, really fun for me. Possibly one downside of this is that uh, it was really easy for me to beat, especially compared to Dragon Quest VIII, because I was so overpowered at the end because I had so much fun leveling up my characters. Uh, another cool thing about the game, um, and it just kind of owes to switching classes and kind of having pretty generic party members, is everything you equip actually shows up in your character just walking around or in battle or whatever. And it actually plays into a score called style points. So based on how glitzy your armor is or how well it coordinates with other pieces, your style goes up and it actually um, has the same effect. I'm forgetting the name of the girl from Dragon Quest Eight all of a sudden, but uh, she had these abilities where uh, every there might be a chance every turn that an enemy would admire her and forget to attack. And now that happens for all of your party members. The more stylish they are, the more likely it is an enemy might forget to attack because they're admiring that party member. Uh, so I had a lot of fun with that. I and mean, it's a weird thing to say that I had fun playing dress up in Dragon Quest, but I had fun playing dress up in Dragon Quest. Uh, one other thing I really liked about the game was the environments. Uh, so I had kind of like an expanded world map like Dragon Quest VIII where you're walking all around and it's not just like a really tiny world map. You actually gotta walk two places. Uh, but it just had just a great variance of environments. And one of perhaps my favorite one is there in the snow world, there's like a, um, a school where all the different masters of the different classes are there and you can earn like an ultimate weapon from them. And it's, it just totally felt like a Dragon Quest Hogwarts. Just, it was great environment. Um, you know, one possible thing that I don't like about the game as much is because it's on the DS, the graphics, the graphics are great for the DS, but one thing that always bugged me a little bit is you could tell when anybody was like not an important character because their textures were like super low compared to an important character who was like really detailed. And I'm wondering if that was like a limitation of just how much they could have loaded on the DS. Uh, this game is, um, I mean, I think today most people would recommend you play Dragon Quest XI if you're coming into Dragon Quest. And I've only played a few hours, I can tell you it's a great game. But if you have a DS or 3DS laying around, you can get your hands on Dragon Quest IX. Uh, I think it's a ton of fun, and this it's probably the most fun I've had on a Dragon Quest. Uh, even even though it's maybe light on story, um, but just because it's just so much fun to play, and it, the battle system is great, and the growth system is great. 
Uh, I think it's one of my favorite. I think it might be the one Dragon Quest where if I had to be stranded on an island <laughs> and, and play one Dragon Quest, it would be that one. So definitely recommend it. And that is well over five minutes. And that is Dragon Quest Nine.